0: Welcome to Under the Canopy, more than a marketing podcast from Web Canopy Studio. How are we doing today, guys? Doing good.
1: It's
2: a a Monday, a little bit of a Monday, but All day
1: long. I mean, it's only a Monday in the sense that it's like literally Monday.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's not Monday all over the
3: world. No. Oh, interesting. Do explain. Thing called time zones, Larry. Okay. I I know I'm at the edge of my seat. Somewhere... They've already done with Monday and they're into Tuesday. Where okay. would that be? Past the international date line. Oh yeah, Malaysia, yeah. Japan. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's like five in the morning in Japan right now. Yeah, hmm. on Tuesday. All right, believe that.
1: So just pretend it's Japan. It's you
3: know what? Monday. We do have we do have congratulations in order. Oh. Oh dear, <laughs> guys. Thank you. No, oh. not you, Tim. It was, you
0: You just finished a book, right, Tim? Is that why? Tim, Tim, you read a book? (laughs) Let's go back to that before we get to Matt's big day. No, really. Tim, you read a book?
3: Let's talk about that. I'm not done yet. What? (laughs) Tim Tim is an author, young authors. Aspiring. Tim writes teen novels,
2: apocalyptic. Mostly werewolves and fairies. (laughs) Yeah. Vampires. (laughs) Vampire Diaries, fan fiction. Mm -hmm. Crossover with Family Guy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah most matt. of the characters are just stewing oh. matt got
1: married how was it matt it was great it was a really good time we had a yeah. really good day yeah. nice
3: dude yeah it through rained. a big party
1: it did rain but only during the like brunch that we had that's good so it was uh it was no problem by the time mm-hmm. we had our evening party the rain had stopped mm-hmm. and uh it was not 90 degrees That's good. So all told, it worked out just fine. Absolutely. Also, supposedly, it is good luck to have rain on your wedding day. It's also Mm. not ironic. It's just unfortunate. (laughs) Like Uh,
3: Atlantis. mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) I actually think that that song is secretly uh, it's secretly the only because because really, if you listen to the lyrics, the only ironic thing about that song is that nothing it lists is actually ironic. Everything that it lists is actually just is that
0: in self ironic. Don't you I, think? <laughs> that's my theory,
1: right? Because at first oh, I was man. like, maybe Alanis Morissette doesn't know what the word ironic means. Then I was like, or maybe she does. Maybe
3: she's creating and it's just ironies. Like this,
1: yeah, it's like so this, now <laughs> it's an
3: ironic situation that that did happen. There's a song and there's called a song about it.
1: Yeah, there's a song called ironic with nothing mm-hmm. ironic in it, which is know. ironic. That's actually mm-hmm. ironic. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah. that's beside the point. Yes, I got it's married deep. last Saturday. It was lovely. Congrats! <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you.
0: All right. Anyone else need a congrats
3: before we get started? Tim? No. All right. Then we can move on. We do. We just won a HubSpot Impact Award. Oh, wait a minute. We did. We won the HubSpot Impact Award for website design. This is really cool. First, let's like explain what it is. What does that mean? Like, is it a big deal? Yeah. So HubSpot (laughs) has, I think, six categories of different website or different, um, different impact awards. One is website. One is marketing. One is around sales enablement projects. What else do they do? Integration. So like how you use an integration with their, with their product. Um, that might be it. Maybe it's those guys only. The website, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so we submitted an award um, or, or a case study. So we wrote a case study on a, a project that we worked on about a year ago um, called Tritonware, which is a really cool swimwear technology. Um, it's a device that you wear on the back of your head. Uh, under your swim cap, and as you swim, it's tracking things like your stroke length and um, all kinds of cool like data that you normally wouldn't get. and then your your coach has it on the sideline. he's tracking on an iPad in real time, your performance and things. And so, yeah, we helped them completely revamp their brand and their messaging. We build a website around it. We helped them build their strategy, and lo and behold, we won an award for yeah the project. so
0: it's like half because it's well first of all it's just like a beautiful website like whenever it's we have like beautiful. a someone looking like what what kind of work do you do? i was like check this out real yeah, quick yeah we send that one a lot but yeah, we examples. also got some pretty good results from it too right like there was like really good increase in
3: i think that was the main reason that it won because right. they like they they saw a huge uptick in just like the sales from their products afterwards, they they had an uptick across the board from site visits because we helped them with like a, a pillar strategy in it. Mm-hmm. So they were doing like content campaigns as they were launching the site. So their pillars were improving the site performance, the website drastically improved conversion rates. So the website was actually collecting leads, they had nurturing going on. And then all of that information was tied to campaigns. We went back and we're tracking the influenced revenue amount per campaign mm-hmm they're using that inside of the crm and so we we're able to literally tie back all of the work that was done on this website to revenue to dollars it's awesome they made far more in revenue than they did than they paid us to do the website it's awesome yeah and
0: it's not just like if, if this is someone's first podcast we don't just like brag about all of the cool stuff we do He's this lying. is like just a cool I the, thing that you know. we got <laughs> and it's worth talking about. You know? They did every announced.
1: episode, you know. Yeah. And
0: they, yeah, they yeah. announced it today, and it's def-
3: <laughs> definitely worth talking about.
0: Super no, that pumped! Was,
1: that's awesome. It's a big deal. Seriously, big deal. who all worked on the Tritonware account? Like, um, I think a lot.
3: Most of the people in the office had worked on awesome. it at that time.
1: We that's
0: had a awesome. lot of hands on the
3: pot. Yep, it was great. Yep, they, yeah, they came up here too. We did like a workshop with them for a couple of days, and. Yeah, we flew them into Traverse City. They're they're north of Toronto, so they're friends up north. Oh. Although Toronto's kind of south from here, yeah, northern Michigan, but east, yeah, east,
1: yeah. And so
3: we flew them to TC, and uh, we did a three day workshop. We could do a whole podcast on that, but like they, uh, right, their their brand, like they have two um, founders, and one of them saw their company more of as a product, like a swim technology, almost like a Nike watch for training. Like that, like he sees it huh. as that. And then the developer, co-founder, saw them as a SaaS product. And so their messaging just was clashing and it wasn't aligning. And so we went through some exercises with them to like, let's really flesh this out and figure out how to talk about yeah. it. They didn't even know how like on
0: different pages they were until like we were yeah. all in the room talking about it, which yeah. is like
1: and that happens all the time. You know what? Really that cool. needs its
0: own podcast too, just like you know,
3: clarifying what it is your company does. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Like, and and if you, if you go to any individual in your company and you ask them, what do we do? You're going to have different answers from the janitorial staff to the CEO, to the marketing team. Like everybody's going to have their own spin on it. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that we want to do in these exercises is to like get that aligned so everybody, we call them like one-liners, obviously, but like, so everybody has a sense of what our company does across the board. So that's what we work through with them. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, it was very nice. And I'm,
0: I'm no expert in segues, so I'm just going to switch.
1: <laughs> you, just lean, you just lean forward. Okay. And you, go. you do. <laughs> yeah. And I'm no moves. expert
0: in segues, but I've been on a tour once. So yeah. uh, let's talk about webinars. Ooh-hoo!
1: That kind of segue.
0: Um, what sparked this idea is we were talking about it in an earlier episode, and I think we could have spent two hours talking about it because, A, I think it's a underrated lead generation strategy, and it's B, okay, let me switch this up. It can be used for so many different parts of your uh, marketing. Yes. not It could be like lead gen. It could be just awareness stage. I mean, where do you start?
3: And also be for like your clients. Like let's do some delight stage webinars too. Sure. How to use products. Yeah. Maintain
0: your current customers. Um, but the biggest thing is I think there's a lot of, um, fear around like, Oh yeah. Webinar. I'd love to start doing it, but it's too much work. It's too hard. I wouldn't even know where to start. What Mm -hmm. do I got to buy a bunch of camera gear? Do I need a streaming software? Do I need all of this? Like, uh, that aside, even if I do that, like, what happens afterwards, you know? So there's a whole big scattered piece. And I think it'd be cool for the four of us to talk and kind of put this puzzle together. Um, Maybe just to get us started, what are your favorite? And we can just go around if you want favorite ideas of why you would do a webinar and what you could get at the end of that webinar and why you would do it. I'd like you all to talk at the same time.
1: <laughs> well, so so as to, as to why you would do a webinar, kind of in a in a broad sense, and we'll get into all the different uh, all the different uses that we get out of a webinar, right? But honestly, all that aside, it's a really good opportunity to humanize your brand by by putting a person in front of your audience, and uh, it it builds that uh, that brand affinity by letting people get to know. Uh, you know, one of your key subject matter experts uh, makes your company feel more accessible. And it's a really, really yeah. lovely way to communicate what your company does, what it stands for. Uh, as long as I you're think, careful, I we'll think get into that. Too. I'm
0: going to say on top of that, it's it does all that with a lot less work than you think.
1: Oh, so much. Well, we will get into it. But mm-hmm. compared to other lead gen strategies we do, there's so much less to build. Like there's so much less to, it, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it's it's much less work mm-hmm. than uh than even putting together a big ebook. Uh, there's all kinds of things. Yeah. All right,
0: so l- let me get us started with, and I, and I know I just made you all say different reasons, but let, let's shift it back. I think the first
2: question is, how do you get people to your webinar? I Social media would be a big one. Using lever, leveraging your social channels to so start with just your existing uh, social following, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you are, wherever your customers are um, doing that organically. I would do it like a couple posts a week leading up to um, maybe four or six weeks of promotion for your webinar. Yeah. Um, but what, what works really well for us and for our clients is, is doing some paid promoted posts on social media, uh, mostly LinkedIn, <clears throat> a little bit of Facebook depending on what your yeah. industry, your audience is, but Doing LinkedIn, you can get real targeted with like job titles, industries, um, interests, all these location, anything you can imagine and building like a nice LinkedIn audience that you can. So you're not paying for people that are outside of your scope or outside of like even within your, your whole businesses audience. If you got a, a webinar specific product and only a segment of them would use the web, use this target that for your webinar as yeah. opposed to like everyone who might. Interact with your company.
3: You can also use a custom audience list like you might have a list. Let's say you're using HubSpot. You have a list in HubSpot of a tailored audience. You can market to that list directly. through Pay per click.
0: Yeah. Do you want to talk about like a good way to find like let's say you have 20,000 contacts and you know this webinar is not necessarily for all of them. Um, do you have any good, like list segmentation ideas of finding
3: the the right people to send it to? Yeah. So it's a little bit, uh, so what, what Tim was saying is more along the lines of like net new audiences for the most part, like getting the right kind of people who maybe not are not in your funnel already. I'm adding like, you might have a list already that you need to market to. I think one of the, the really nice strategies for, um, webinars is we call them quick win campaigns, um, to where like you already have, let's say, 20,000 people in your list or 10,000 or whatever it is. Um, and you want to reach out to them and you want to re-engage them because maybe they've gone cold or maybe they just kind of trickle in with email every now and then. But you, your real goal is to convert a marketing qualified lead. Mm. And that's the primary purpose of what you, what your marketing should be is to get people to enter into that threshold of I'm raising my hand because I'm engaged. I'm a good fit uh, prospect. And once someone becomes a marketing qualified lead, we can effectively send them to sales. And so webinars are a great strategy for that. So I would do I think we had another podcast on lead scoring alone, but I would look at and, and this is how we operate a lot of the times is looking at the en- engagement that people have based off of um, the actions they're taking, whether they're opening emails, whether they are um, downloading content, um, it could be any number of things. And scoring those actions so that their lead score starts to move up or down based off of what they're, what actions they're taking. If you do that, which is a pretty, it's a pretty simple way. I mean, I'm kind of word vomiting, but it's a pretty simple way to like gauge how or where people are at in your funnel. And so if you know, like we have a list of people between, let's say like once someone hits 30, they're a marketing qualified lead. So then let's really focus on that 10 to 29 range of a lead score and get people to be active in in a, in a, in a webinar. So then they come to the webinar. So we're going to focus on those. That range is a good opportunity. Something that sparked when you were saying that
0: is, um, we, we were saying when we started, like it's a lead gen opportunity Mm -hmm. and it's kind of a little bit of both, right? So it's like a great way to what you said is a a good quick win opportunity to engage your current audience. Mm -hmm. But it's also if you're doing some of the paid promotion behind it, Mm -hmm. it's a great way to find a new audience, too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, is there a situation where you would do one or the other? Or is it always, hey, let's let's get some new new eyeballs on this. But also let's make sure not to forget our current eyeballs.
1: So when it comes to Tim, Tim was reaching toward his mic. Did Did you you say our current eyeballs? That's what I call our uh, (laughs) leads. (laughs) We got we got a bunch of eyeballs. Uh, Eyeball replacements. Eyeballs. Uh, marketing qualified eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I actually think conceiving of them generally as something that is OK. We have a lot of conversations. This is going to sound like an aside, but it's not exactly <laughs> uh, about. I mean, what it's is,
0: basically what the podcast is. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> uh, uh, we have a lot of conversations with clients about what is appropriate content for a Ooh. webinar. And. It can be very difficult to break people out of the mindset that they're effectively pitching their product to a large audience. And because really what you want, right, what's what's helpful is to have a webinar that touches on what you do. That is something that your company is an authority on, but that can be implemented immediately by People who are never going to buy your product. Yeah. Right. Like that's ideal. And so when you think about a webinar being useful, both as a re-engagement tactic for your existing prospects, your existing contacts, as well as a lead generating Mm -hmm. uh, uh, technique, then you have to come up with an idea that would be useful to both of those groups. Somebody who's currently a customer doesn't need to be sold your product. Mm. So in that case, thinking of it that way is actually a really good way to get your head in the right space to determine what your uh, mm-hmm. content should be. And we'll get there. I think we'll get to that more. It's my uh, very
0: next question. deeply. Yeah.
1: But uh, <laughs> as far as when you would do one or the other, right, uh, a company, a SaaS company I used to work for uh, for a while, I was in the customer success team and we would do. Customer webinars that were all like deep dives into our tool set. That's super useful for customers. Not super useful for <laughs> yeah. uh, for folks People who have, have no idea what signed you do. up right uh, now. It was marketing SaaS. Uh, so, you know, when we did lead generating webinars, we would blast them like crazy on social media. Yeah. A pretty big following. And they were uh, more focused on marketing tactics. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that's going to be useful no matter what. But it's also going to send message to people that come in and don't know your company that, you know, your subject matter.
3: Yeah. Here are yeah. ways to fix a problem.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. Awesome. So,
0: yeah, since you went off that, let's bridge right into the next one. And let's it's, bridge. Let's bridge. Uh, and we're not segueing anymore, but we might be taking these segways on a bridge.
1: OK. <laughs> um, I think we need segways is what we find <laughs> is what we're figuring out mm-hmm.
0: here. Uh Know how there's comedians in cars getting coffee? We'll be marketers on segways getting donuts or something, <laughs> crossing bridges, crossing <laughs> bridges, just,
1: just crossing bridges, just back and forth.
0: Um. So, what are some title ideas, as well as some like webinar no-nos? And I and I I have a specific story in mind from one that Sam or not Sam, oh my goodness, <laughs> uh, one that Matt put on a couple weeks ago for one of our clients. Um, and if you guys just have any ideas of like, maybe we'll start with what are some great like titles to draw people in when you're marketing this and sending emails out? And then B, what do you stay away from when you're doing these webinars?
2: What I like for titles is, is things that are going to create a little bit of a sense of urgency. Um, so like things like four mis- mistakes you're making on blank or like mm-hmm. three reasons that you're something sucks, something like that, <laughs> yeah. depending on, you know, what your tone is. But like something like that, that's going to be... Not just something I'm going to learn, but like what am I doing wrong right now that I can that I don't I'm not even aware of. And those usually do pretty well. Like they have like a nice like punch to them. Negative based, yeah. Titles typically do
1: really well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's the buzz Buzzfeed rule. Mm-hmm. Yep.
3: People are afraid of uh, what was the stat? I forget what book it was in, but they like people are more afraid of losing a hundred dollars than they are of wanting to find a hundred dollars. Like you, the the excitement of. Finding $100 does not outweigh the fear of losing. Like, I'm way more concerned about losing that $100 than I'd be excited for finding another $100. Hmm.
1: That's super interesting. That totally rings true, though. If if somebody said, you know, do this or I'm taking $100 from you, I'm actually more motivated than if they say, do this and I'll give you $100. Exactly. (laughs) I would do the second thing. I yeah. don't know. File yeah, your Equifax I think, claim. Larry's the one. king
3: of surveys. He's like, "Ooh, $100, $100, <laughs> $20 to Amazon it. card, huh?"
1: <laughs> Everyone do. file your Equifax claim, speaking <laughs> of things you can do that are fast to get $100. I don't yeah. know if you're all following. 125 that.
2: bucks. 125 or, bucks. Wait, what yeah. is it? What happened?
1: Remember that big data breach that uh Equifax had like a year and year and a half ago? Okay. Okay, big old class action lawsuit mm-hmm. and they are paying so many hundreds of millions of dollars to the American people who were breached. So you run a search on this website and if you were affected and I was something like one out of every three Americans was affected. Wow. They'll pay you $125. Your piece, your Siri, piece of the settlement. Remind
0: me in one hour to do the thing that Matt just said.
1: Yeah, I'll Thank send you. you a link unrelated of course, but unrelated. just saying if you want a free hundred dollars, <laughs> okay,
2: I'll remind you $125. So, what are some webinar no nos? You think, John?
1: Yeah, webinos. webinar no nos. Ooh, Ooh webinar
2: no nos. Yes. Webinar no nos to a, avoid
1: for your a, next marketing webinar. Sorry, I like go. it. All right,
3: I have a big one that I uh, I tend to preach and drive home to all the staff here, which is: do not ever, ever, ever have a webinar where you do not have a promotional offer at the end of it. Mm. The entire webinar must exist for somebody to do something. So yes, you're feeding great information and yes, there's tons of resources, but you need to tell the audience at the end of this webinar, maybe it's about security breaches and data breaches we were just talking about. Our salesperson is going to do a two hour long deep dive consultation with you. We only we don't typically do it. We only have room for five. If you're interested, sign up, if not, totally fine. No problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you're promoting that because what you've just done is you put scarcity on the amount that you do. You're telling people that you normally don't do it, which you typically cannot just spend two hours doing like a free thing. Um, and, and you're, you're um, allowing people the opportunity to opt in to become an MQL right there. So if you there's not a salesperson in the world that's not going to want to speak with somebody who is a good fit, uh, high engaged person that wants to know about how you you can help them solve a problem. How,
0: can you go in on that a little more? Are there anything that you shouldn't do at the end of like when you're do, thinking of this offer with your team? Um Do you, you can't just do like an ebook, really, right? Because no, you already well, have this person's lead. Like, yeah. what's the point? You need
3: like a bigger draw at the end of this. Don't do webinar. something boring. It I think be like
0: right. Consultation was great. I yeah. mean, but but it shouldn't be you special. Think of anything else. It shouldn't
3: just be what's on your website. Like a free consultation okay. is the primary call to action what's the purpose? Like there's nothing special about that. So it doesn't feel that special. So I'm probably not going to do it.
1: Yeah, if you come to our webinar, we'll give you the opportunity to follow through on the CTA. That's on every page of <laughs> you've our website. have seen every
3: page so far.
1: You've, you've seen <laughs> Great it.
3: point though. Make it unique to that webinar. And, it, and you have to get creative. It's not something that's just going to be like, probably something to, that you, you're doing now. Um, yeah. Do you guys have any
0: other great ideas, like other than a consultation or something along those lines?
2: Well, I mean, well, just depending on the product, I mean, you could always do like a twenty-four hour discount or something, or ten percent mm-hmm. discount if you attend the webinar, get the code or whatever. Discount is um, a great idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, I mean, most models that we work with the SaaS companies probably doesn't fit. But if it does, that's that's another one that you could have up your sleeve.
3: I think uh, SaaS companies that don't do free trials. It is a, because a lot of them do, especially enterprise level. We sell to a lot of enterprise level SaaS companies that are clients and they can't like their their product. is So complex, they can't just give away a free trial mm-hmm. unless someone w- sets them up, walks them through it, shows them how to do it. So like giving away a free trial for 30 days where we put you on, we walk you through it. You have like we have to work with you on it or like a free onboarding
0: a free on. Maybe like, you'd call yeah. it that. Yeah. yeah We've also
2: but, seen like tickets to. um national conferences or something. Yep. Sometimes they can run like $2,000 or something. Oh yeah. Um, so like, yeah, I attend this webinar and we'll give you the, the big conference that's next month. That's, you know, the same topic, same field mm-hmm. um, that you're probably going to anyway that you are looking to buy tickets for. You well, get a free one.
0: I was and just, I think I, it's what you're going to say. So let me tee this up and maybe it's things you should not do at the end of your webinar. Um, Maybe it's not. Well, no, it wasn't
1: what I was going to say about the conferences. okay, go ahead. That can be a really good one, because if you're a company that's involved in those conferences or say you're exhibiting at those conferences, any kind of conference marketing you're doing, you have comp tickets almost guaranteed. Yeah, you can give away a comp ticket for free and you can even and then you've got this great, you know heck that plays right into a cool social media face-to-face face meeting. Yeah, too. you go meet that person. Maybe you take a picture with them and all the cool swag. Go get you're a gonna steak dinner. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Like you can do some really good, good. Uh, I love the humanization of brands. That's kind of what I yeah. like about what the internet has done for marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, make, make company friends. But anyway, Larry, what were you thinking of? What <laughs> so are the, I can't say the company's
0: name cause I'd be mean, but, uh, <laughs> I we were setting up you a webinar me, for them. No, it was your client, okay. <laughs> and they you, you'll know it was uh, at the end of it. They were giving away was it an iPad?
1: Sort of. Okay, it was a, yeah, it yeah. was a more Please it was a more industry specific. But let's object, talk more
0: of why probably. you shouldn't do stuff like that, rather than just you know.
1: I mean, cause I'll sign up for a <laughs> webinar and put it on oh, the my background gosh. on silent, you know, yeah. for 45 minutes while I work for an iPad.
3: Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. There's nothing unique about you becoming a prospect at that point.
2: And nope. not to mention like most of the people that would want one of those devices probably already has one, right? Like if it's, if it's that yeah. good and they, and they need it for their job, they probably have something like it already. Mm-hmm.
1: That's a good point.
2: Yeah. Oh, wait. No, that's what they ended up switching it
0: to because wasn't it like a $5,000 gift card or something?
1: Oh, yeah. I don't remember. That it was
0: the out problem, asked, right? Was, because then you would I have would sign up for that. Right. Everyone who doesn't care about their product, doesn't mm-hmm. care about what the title of the webinar is, is going to sit there. And like you said, put it on mute, 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 <laughs> <laughs> mute, <laughs> and then get your work done and then hope that you get this, you know, gift card at the end. Yeah, um, for sure. Mm-hmm. So be careful that your offer is kind of in that middle sweet spot, like, um, the inbound tickets, or I guess said inbound because that's the closest event. So yeah. I think that relates well. Um, so tickets to go to inbound would be a great idea because, you know, it still involves a face to face meeting. It's in your, uh, your your realm of whatever business you're in. But if it's just like tickets to go see, you know, Taylor Swift, you're not going to get maybe your target <laughs> audience you were
3: hoping to get. So I would say when you're deciding about what the offer should be, you have to keep. In the back of your mind, the purpose of doing the webinar in the first place. And that purpose is to open sales conversations. If you mm-hmm. need to talk to, you need some more people to be talking to your sales team, webinars are a fantastic way to just open that door. Because let's say you have 15,000 people on your list, you promote, you narrow that down to about 6,000 that are really good fits. Maybe you send all those people a couple emails going into it, which is probably going to spark another question about what, what, what should that look like? Um, so you send them emails, you get, let's say you get a hundred people of that list registered. You have 30 show up. And so the numbers are dwindling like, okay, this sounded really cool. Now we're getting down to like nobody, 30 people show up. But at the end you have three people sign up to talk to sales, like depending on the volume, but like that, that would be a great month for us to say that webinar took very little time to set up. Mm-hmm. It was over a great topic. And we opened three really good sales conversations that I probably can close one person out of that. And I would do that all day.
1: Well, not only that, but like break down those numbers. You got a hundred registrants, which is, mm-hmm. that's pretty standard. And Get maybe 20 up. of yeah. them
0: were new leads who aren't interested now, but exactly. maybe later.
1: Exactly. You've yeah. got new leads, even people that didn't go to the webinar, they've raised their hand as being at least somewhat interested. They made it through your landing page. So <laughs> if we've got, Based on based on, John, the numbers you just said, that's 100 people, mm-hmm. maybe new leads, maybe existing contacts, but people who've identified themselves as somewhat warm. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. You've got 30 people who've identified themselves as quite warm. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they've shown up to the webinar and you've got three people who've effectively said, hi, sell to me.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that is just like,
3: and two of them might've just said, it's not the right time. I've got to get it approved. Let's talk next month. Absolutely. That next webinar that you had, the Next yeah. webinar. And you know what? And why did only 30 people sign up and not the other 70? Because we didn't have a good follow-up sequence after they signed up. That's a yeah. big, let's get right work. into that. Yeah. That's, we, a, that's a critical downfall for most webinars is that, okay, building the strategy. We've got the landing pages. we got the, we got the, the slide deck and we've got all the emails nurturing to get people there. And then, boom, we had people register and sign up. That's awesome. There were registers in a week and a half. We did not notify them about the upcoming. (laughs) They completely forgot that there was a webinar. Mm -hmm. Like, we did not do our due diligence to say, hey, guess what? In 24 hours, that webinar starting here are the things you need going into that webinar. You need to have this information ready to go. So is it just uh, emails that you usually do, all of them? It depends on the distance and time from the webinar to when you start having people sign up. But two to three emails reminding Mm -hmm. them? So yeah, confirmation let's go email through right What, what was your last one that yeah. you did? I like to do the confirmation email right away, okay. especially if you can tie it. Like with HubSpot, we have like the Zoom integration and a bunch of. They have a GoTo webinar integration. If you can tie it directly to an event on their calendar, right?
0: That's kind of what I was getting. At. That is
3: money because right. that like stuff's on my calendar. If I open up my calendar, I have events all next week. I don't even know what they are, but when my calendar <laughs> <laughs> notification goes off that I got something to do in 10 minutes. Oh, gotta go. Yeah, like, Holy cow.
2: So to answer your question, Larry, what I like to do is like the, the confirmation. Email I guess I right wasn't away. done. I guess. Oh I no,
3: I'm joking. Go, it's <laughs> tense time.
2: <laughs> no, I like to do the confirmation email right away. And then I'll do, um, three other reminders one a week before just to get it back on their radar. especially if they has been three, four or five weeks before they, since they signed up, mm-hmm. um, the day before and the day of the morning of, or like Absolutely. 7, 8 a.m. What about, I've attended one recently that I think did
0: a little too much. And it was exactly what you said, but then there was one an hour before, 30 minutes before, That's and then much. 15 minutes before. And I, I did like the hour before, but I did not like the half hour. And I was
2: like, yeah, you just told me. <laughs> yeah. And the other, and especially because you set, you should be able to set it up to like, if they open it, then don't send them another one, you know? Sure. Yeah. Um, But I, what I would say is the thing that we learned just by, uh, trial by fire is is putting that that link to view the webinar in all those emails because you never know which is the one that someone's going to go back to or like click save on whatever and Mm -hmm. like we've had um instances where clients have had people try to attend the webinar and they're emailing them like during the webinar like hey i I lost the link to sign in i thought i would get another one but i didn't um so just yeah every link that you send them every email you send them should have a link to, to view
0: yeah uh this is all great let's talk about the webinar itself like some tips about oh well, I was hoping you'd go
2: there because well, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> what we I thought we were
1: just talking about
2: <laughs> yeah, Tim just
1: like slams a big legal pad down on the table. <laughs> I have forty pages to
2: go. Through. I have a lot of opinions on this.
1: This <laughs> is actually <laughs> going to be Tim's webinar.
2: Yeah, well, there you go, webinar with I, Tim. It's actually it's why I came meta. in today. Um, what I what I, what I we, we sort of mentioned earlier is this people have this fear of like the webinar being like some huge massive thing that they have to try to take on. They have no idea where to start. And it sounds like more work than it is. And, and we, I think we've been pretty clear in that it's not. Um, it's a lot less like production than creating some kind of ebook or even writing like a series of blog posts or something. Um, a lot of it's automated, especially if you're on HubSpot, you can just crank out these emails and put them all th- set up on workflows and follow up stuff. Um, the The webinar itself, like the presentation, we've had clients, I had one recently, we have a webinar next week and over the last couple of months, they were, they were sort of dragging their feet on it and they didn't really know where to go to create this presentation, what the topic would be. And we kind of realized that, um, only a couple of months ago, one of their people spoke on, um, at an industry conference, gave this whole like 45 minute presentation, had a nice slide deck, beautifully done. And the topic was awesome. We're like, well, how about we just use that for the webinar? Yeah blew their minds and uh, and like, you know, it needed some tweaking and finessing to make it um, suitable for a webinar, but it's perfect. It's a great, it's a great topic. And they only had to repurpose what they already had. Like if like there's opportunities like that, you're not, you're not to start from scratch. Mm-hmm.
0: There's probably a, yeah. Rack your brains guys. Like I bet you have some in your like past like months of content that you could just change the title to. And oh, right. you know,
1: yeah. well, and here's the thing, right? Like it's intimidating to think of it as, you know, man, a 45 minute talk, that's a, that's a keynote, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, but if you're giving a keynote, you're not sitting in your office with all your notes right, right there and, mm-hmm. you know, access to whatever you need to pull up online or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're basically just preparing yourself. Yeah. You're, you're preparing yourself to talk through something, you know, very well. Mm-hmm. Do you think, and actually Tim, uh, curious after, after what you said, what are some key differences in your mind, or are there any? Or, John, actually, you might have input on this too between preparing a presentation for a live audience, right? Say a keynote or a conference talk or anything like that versus preparing it for a webinar. Hmm. Like, Great question.
0: Well, I have something similar to this that oh, I yeah? want well, to ask. I, so go. Yeah. Cool. I like this.
1: I keep just dragging us places. So, this is perfect. Stop me. I,
0: I would love to hear what you guys have to say yeah, So,
1: do you think there are differences? Because, like, I think a lot of the uh, a lot of the basic elements are the same, right? You want a similar, yeah. you want an arc to the way that you that you tell the story, right? You definitely uh, don't want to abuse bullet points mm-hmm. too much, you know. You want it to be a good presentation, but on the other hand, for example, I think having text-heavy slides. While not really a best practice for any kind of presentation, is far more acceptable in a webinar context than it would be yeah. in a live speaker. You might be context.
0: watching on mute is something to think about. You might yeah. be.
1: You might want to click through it later. That's true. Uh, and also you're not uh you're you don't have to be concerned with the same kind of stage presence, mm-hmm. right? Nobody's gonna be sitting there squinting trying to read your five bullet points because it's it's their whole laptop. screen. <laughs> right. yeah. They're gonna see it. So yeah, does, are any other where, like, you can I'll give
0: an answer factors. that's kind of like the reverse perspective, which was um, <laughs> the feeling of being at a webinar for the audience versus being at a uh, or, sorry at a seminar like a versus a webinar. Yeah. yeah, and there's like a little more of a casual element to it, and I think that might be a difference. While you can still be obviously a professional, knowledgeable, uh, you don't necessarily have to have the suit and tie on and, you know, walk around stage using power gestures the whole time. Yeah. Um, it, it's a more of a one on one intimate conversation when it's a webinar. But it's also a little more powerful than a recorded video, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think those are the three different. Um, I'm
3: out. Okay.
0: I I have,
2: a, <laughs> yeah, I have another thing I would chime in with too is that it's always a good idea to uh have like a co-host even okay. if it's someone who doesn't have to speak a lot but like yeah. in, introduce the segment set up the keynote speaker um and maybe just maybe have an um fill in like any any uh, dead air Like like something I could have
0: just done when I couldn't finish my sentence, (laughs) I could have said. And Tim, (laughs) yeah, and like,
2: um, that's fine. That's what
1: happened anyway. Keep (laughs) keep the
2: keynote speaker like on time, making sure like you know set up ahead of time. Like by the twenty minute mark, we want to be here. By the you know thirty minute mark, we want to be here. Um, making sure they're keeping things moving along and kind of like help. Um, and and that way it feels more like a conversation, especially if this person's nervous about speaking and that you know they're getting in their own head. Just it'll feel more like I'm talking to you rather than the forty five people listening. Yeah. And it's easier. I think it's
3: easier to do a webinar because you can turn off the screen that shows you how many people are there. Mm, And like if you just pretend that there's only three people that showed up and like one of them is your mom, (laughs) it's totally fine. Like you don't have a a thing. We've done that before. Like probably the most most of our webinars are very tailored. They're they're usually pretty small, but we repurpose them and use them in a lot of ways. Yeah. So here's another tip is like making the topics very timely with what's going on. We did a webinar last year around um, the marketing budget. So planning your 2019 marketing budget. We did it in December, which is when people are having those year end meetings, new year planning meetings. What do we do with the money that we have? Like, how do we get the most bang for our buck? We spent. 70,000 last year on marketing. What should we even do this year and why? And so we did a webinar on like planning your marketing budget, how to effectively do it. We had a great template that we walked through around like marketing, planning or a, a, a calculator about like how to plan that, which is available on our website. Thank you. Um, but we had to be really expensive. John. I thought it is free. Larry. free. Can okay. you believe that? Okay, or, can't, I can't believe that. Three we easy must, payments. must of be crazy. Zero. <laughs> anyway, so um, okay. <laughs> sorry. you could, uh, yeah, like I thought for sure when I'd get on there that there would be no one. And I think I started the presentation. I had the slide, the the chat thing open and there's like five people in there. One of them was a current customer of ours. And I'm like, okay. So then I just kind of pushed it to the side cause my screen's a little bit smaller. And so I minimized that so I could see my screens. And then at one point the other um, person was, was speaking and I just pulled it up and we had like 75 people in there. And I was like, Holy shit. And then I'm, I like my face. I was like, okay, wait a second. This is like a real presentation. I got like, I sat up straighter like, (laughs) You know, so anyway, (laughs) webinar, webinar versus keynote speaker. You don't know how many people are there. You don't have to know. You could just pretend like you're talking to your computer might be a little easy. You could also deliver a very effective webinar without ever turning your camera on. Ah, so internally in our office, I reference Amy Porterfield a lot because I think she does Uh very smart marketing um, around teaching people how to build an email list and nurture their leads. She does webinars. She calls them like free masterclasses. Um, Her camera is never on. And all she does, she could be sitting at home in a blanket on her couch for all we know. Oh, and yeah. she's just delivering like really great content. Um, you don't have to you don't have to be like in a formal setting to do a webinar. I think it helps. Honestly, like honestly, if you have your face and you're speaking to people and they see you. I agree. I, you I can't would get try to that. do it, but if you're terrified to do it, at least try it without it. And then you know, yeah.
0: next time maybe sneak that camera on. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I was thinking too when you, Tim, you were talking about like a presenter or a co-host. I think that works really well. A really easy setup. So a nice tip would be um, have your your primary salesperson be the host of the webinar. He's who the emails coming from, or she's who all the emails are coming from. Great point. Kicking it off with them giving a present, like thanks guys so much. They're usually the most animated people in your office anyway. Super excited to have you. You probably have had conversations with them anyway. So mm-hmm. like those are the people. Um, But then tee up your CEO or your founder of your company as the subject matter expert. They're the ones who are giving the meat and the potatoes of the webinar. And so you have the salesperson leading up and even the emails leading up to it could be like, hey, I'm bringing a very special guest to this webinar. We've got our CEO coming. He's going to drop the three trends that, you know, going to keep you out of debt next year or something like that uh, that he's been working on. It's going to be a great presentation. So then. You start the presentation, you tee up your CEO, and then you come in and close it at the end. I like that. idea.
0: It's awesome. And it it bridges me to another idea. And this might be for someone who's already doing webinars. I wouldn't suggest this for your first one. You know, maybe I would. Let's see what you guys think. You could. What do you think about teaming up with one of your existing partners to do a co-webinar? What do you mean by partner? Um, Might be the wrong word. A a business that you work closely with who's not a competitor. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Would you recommend that for someone first starting though?
3: Maybe, maybe actually maybe it helps you nervous. dip your toe a little bit. Yeah. It's a little bit easier, but
0: you can, then you're both getting benefit out of it. You both get to share it leading up. You both get to share leads after it. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually a really good idea to try to do that.
3: Co-brandable marketing. Powerful stuff. Absolutely. Maybe
0: that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> yeah, it could
3: be.
2: So I have a couple, another couple quick tips that we I think we're sharing. Um, we talked about social sharing um, from like the company page and also if you if you have the budget to do something on um like a like a paid ad campaign but have have your your employees share it too especially your sales and your leadership teams like share that stuff like they've got really strong networks especially they're probably all talking to everyone in the industry working leads like have them to share it tease it up because that, that kind of puts again again like the human element on that that doesn't feel like you're being sold to but talking to someone that you've already known like knows their stuff mm-hmm. um and I, I always encourage our, our clients to do that when we're having webinar campaigns is tell your people to share this stuff. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. Uh, with that, like we just had
3: a discussion today yeah, in did. the office <laughs> about this, like should your staff share things about your company on their own social, like LinkedIn? I think it's a great idea personally. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think, cause you know, we might have 200 people that follow web canopy studios, LinkedIn probably it's probably way less than that. And so they're never going to see anything we post natively to that. But I'm connected to thousands. You're connected to that. Larry's got 15. So like we. (laughs) Sorry, Larry. So we've got got plenty of people. I mean, he's right. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like as a a (laughs) k. Larry's viral on LinkedIn as a whole,
3: like sharing the valuable things that your company is putting out. I mean, you can even help your staff too. like look like someone's looking at their social media, their LinkedIn and they're they're producing I do
0: think things. it's fair on LinkedIn. I mean,
2: it's it's a gray area though. I think it's got to be optional maybe. But yeah, optional yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um yeah. so another big point I want to throw out there that we haven't made yet is talking about like the webinar <laughs> itself as a lead generation tool or a lead nurturing tool for existing contacts. What it also does is gives you a really nice piece of packaged premium content yep. for the future, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. so Let's like, talk
0: about, that was my, yeah, that's, I have two more questions and that's one of them and it's how do you package this afterwards?
2: Like, Couldn't just let me have, have this, Larry? I know <laughs> it's have, all you could. I've done that twice. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, I just want
3: you guys to know that we I We are so fired up about webinars. We love webinars. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um. Sorry, Tim. So what I would do is put that on a, uh, a gated website landing page. Right. And this is, this is separate from the one that you're using, like pre-webinar registration. Like this is, this is a new one. You've got the recording now behind a, a landing page on a form, um, that you can use like for lead nurturing. You can use that, um, for a social campaigns. you can use that again to, uh, generate new leads and everything. Cause it's like a very, um, targeted, hopefully well done, well executed piece of content that again, you don't need to spend any time creating, like to spend 10 minutes yeah. just cutting and editing it. Getting um, the yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff, and even even not. Too, I wouldn't go not crazy with that. Yeah,
0: I'd say start easy. Throw that webinar as is on yeah. a page, and maybe start building up a library of like on-demand webinars. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you want to go crazy though, find
2: some really juicy nuggets, mm-hmm. and then split those up into a couple of their own episodes. Those always too. do well, and then you can like send them out to people that um on your on your existing lead list that did not register. And be like, hey, uh, you missed a really awesome webinar go. last week. Like, check this out, and you can just use that. Like, again, build it into your lead nurturing. You got an awesome tool you can use to uh, to get people excited about your product and yep. your brand. Yeah, why not say too? Uh, we're sorry you couldn't make it. The
0: offer is still eligible for twenty two hours, twenty twenty two hours, twenty four hours, if you want to uh, sign up. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast started
3: so well, and
0: yet again, <laughs> I just, Larry, you're doing. That's okay. good. I think we're doing.
1: We're doing good. Yeah. We're doing great
2: uh
3: you tim as you were talking i had another point i wanted to make and i can't think of it now uh,
1: what
2: that's what you lead thinking? generation that's packaging no, the sorry. webinar after mm-hmm. oh tim i don't know what i was is- gonna say i was
3: gonna say uh doing if you're debating whether or not to do a webinar i would argue to not just do one don't base your hmm. evaluation of whether or not this was effective on just one yeah. like Find a reason to do like a series of three or four or five and just say like, this is the summer series. And so we're do one a month for three months or something Um, and give yourself that. So you can go back and look, you know, maybe when all three of those are done for the last one's done, maybe a month, you go back and look at the performance overall and be like, what did we actually generate out of these three webinars? If you generate a handful of good opportunities, they're probably worth it. And doing like serial content might be a really good opportunity, especially moving forward with like, if you're doing seasonally, every season could have its own, its own topic.
0: Absolutely. I'd say that it's for everything though. If you start doing video content for your work um, or for Mm -hmm. your business, don't just do one. Do a couple. Yeah. If you're doing a podcast, do a couple before you quit. I mean, yeah, we were getting two listens on this until now. We have three million. No, good <laughs> Three listens, but we're doing a lot better.
2: <laughs> so that's a, it's it's a good question. Uh, maybe John, you'd be the one to answer this. But like, what do you think about making sure that your your webinar that you're putting time and energy and, m- and money and effort into. Uh, making sure the content is quote unquote evergreen or at least can live on the shelf for a while as Mm -hmm. opposed to something that's like very timely only relevant for the next couple months and then it's like next year it's worthless to anyone because a a date or something has passed like is that still worth it if that's the case
3: so i would uh, well two things that popped up i would i would stay away from the pretending to be evergreen so like the, the stuff that it looks like it's a webinar, you're signing up for a time to watch it, but it's actually a recorded thing that you're watching. Only the company is trying to show mm. you, they, they want you to think you're at a live webinar, but it's really not. It's very deceptive. Do people do that all the time? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially so what you see on like Facebook. A lot of people are like, you have to sign up for this awesome course. You're going to love it and pick your time. But it's actually like the guys did it last year. Yeah. Um, where I think it's, it's beneficial is when you make them. Like, just call them on demand, like use terminology that people are used to. So you have on demand on your cable and you record a show or you want to watch something on demand that was from last week's you know episode. And so put a, a section on your website of on demand webinars and say so this webinar was from April of 2019. And this was the topic. And so, yeah, you'll probably have stuff that's very timely and very time sensitive. Doesn't mean the content is going to be 100 percent irrelevant it gives you an out. Yeah.
0: It's like you're being transparent about it. I like that. Yeah. And you gate it. I would still gate it. So people have
3: to sign up.
1: Absolutely. Uh, and, and actually, so, so what, uh, another direction for what Tim was saying about, uh, whether the content should necessarily be evergreen or if it should be more like timely topical stuff. Mm -hmm. I think there's very much a place for both of those things. Right. Uh, they just need to be deployed in different ways. So if you are going to record a webinar that you then want to live on your site for a while, right? You, you want it to be, you know, so like tips for running a webinar that's Mm -hmm. kind of evergreen, at least technology will change and such, but the basic presentation Mm -hmm. tips will stay the same. That's reasonably evergreen. We could gate that. However, there are also a lot, you can get a lot of attention, a lot of visibility, a lot of traffic, a lot of engagement from having things that are more uh more immediate. We mm-hmm. had a client uh and actually they didn't end up doing a webinar which I disagreed with them about. But they're <laughs> they still disagree with them about yeah. that. But they had a and uh they were in an industry that was going to be seriously affected by the sunsetting of the Windows phone. Uh Interesting. they're in an industry that the Windows phone is is very is like the standard <laughs> field Mm -hmm. device which okay that's (laughs) random Mm -hmm, Uh, learn
0: something every day
1: (laughs) but microsoft had announced they were no longer going to support uh i don't know if it's the whole thing i don't really follow the windows phone or whatever it is that the industry needs and so when they were going to do a webinar one of the ideas was what you need to know to 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 survive this oh yeah this loss of tech right Mm -hmm. and that's you know, that would have no,
0: been a great webinar,
1: right? Yep. Nope. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Would uh, have been a great uh, webinar. Nobody wants to watch a <laughs> webinar in 2019 on preparing for Y2K, right? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless it's but, a documentary. But in '99, <laughs> everyone would everyone would have that's yeah, such right? a good example. So like, I, I like that a lot. Yeah. So like, some things are evergreen. Some things aren't.
0: You just but get don't the, let it hold you back. It's I basically think.
1: like like an evergreen webinar gets to be kind of a slow burn, right? Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: A, a more topical one is just going to be a big bang and then let it go. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or let it stay up until such time that it's no longer mm-hmm. relevant, but there's That's room for both. That's a really
3: good point. We had another one like that too. We have a client that does uh, they their software for um uh, like safety training. Like imagine having a thousand person construction company. And you have to verify that everyone has OSHA standard training and all these different Everybody's things. watched the video. Yeah. Like you, and you have to sign off and be able to tell your attorneys and your insurance company. Like I verify that all of these people have done this. And so it be very, it can be very messy, especially when you have different levels. So the software helps with that. And I think OSHA, I don't know what the governing body was, had new standards that were coming out and like you had to prepare as a company for that. And so it was a great opportunity there to talk through like, Here's what you need to know about the OSHA standards that are that are changing. Oh, yeah. It's a great webinar topic. Very timely, very beneficial. Client got good, a good read on it. And it was, was very
1: good. It's going to be instantly useful. It's going to bring people in that wouldn't otherwise be aware of your company. And if seriously, any of them are interested in moving forward in a sales yeah. conversation, it's successful. Mm-hmm. Especially given, I mean, what did you spend five hours?
3: Oh, yeah. It was not much. You and know, then like, yeah. And then, but the other ones that Maybe are more, more seasonal takes me
1: longer to write all the content, emails, and stuff. <laughs> so we'll see.
3: The ones that are more seasonal in nature are still okay to have evergreen. Like our, our, I mentioned the marketing planning, the budget planning webinar that we did. It's evergreen. It's on our website. And there might be three people that look at it in July. Like it's not a pressing topic. But if I go back and look at it, like December, January, it starts to trickle off in February. Had a bit of a peak, like at the beginning of quarter two. Uh, or in quarter three. So like I have a feeling in December, I'm going to start seeing that increase more because it's right there on the blog, on the website. And
1: well, and it in typically December would happen,
3: I'll give you a heads up. We'll,
1: well, and in December we'll, we'll share it again.
3: Absolutely. We'll start promoting it again. Yeah, like absolutely. No harm, no foul. We have content to send out in our, in our email blasts and our newsletters. We might even make it a banner on the site because mm-hmm. it's very timely. Mm-hmm. Add that. a minute yep. of extra
1: content and you can have an updated on date. You yeah. can have a, Absolutely. Date it.
3: I can. We can go into the video and the promo and be like, "Hey, here's what we put together last year. It's all still relevant, but a couple of things I want to just note. <laughs> mm-hmm. Boom.
1: Ten minutes of work,
0: guys. What good tips? That's it. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have one more thing, and to make this all-encompassing, I think one of the biggest fears we talked about that we might not have touched on and spiders. It's, spiders when spiders. they crawl on you during a webinar um <laughs> web oh and oh my maybe gosh. we should end this <laughs> <laughs> um and it's just maybe a couple suggestions of the actual production side of it uh um, yeah and just softwares
2: yeah what you got tim i have a suggestion but it had nothing to do with software tim's been sleeping okay. but i would say a big suggestion do a dry run Okay, oh, do yeah. a practice oh, yeah, day before, a couple of days before I wouldn't do in more the than software. a software yeah in the yeah. software. I wouldn't do more than a week before because you'll forget everything that you all the lessons you learned. <laughs> um, we we've had you know scenarios we kind of kind of sort of have to sort of shake off the cobwebs a lot, uh, remind ourselves how this all works like which which buttons you want to press. Um, Who don't
1: want to press? Yeah.
2: Right, right. Like, figure all that stuff out. Especially like go to webinar and Zoom and all these things work generally the same, but there's different nuances. You want to make sure you understand the platform that you're using, um, as well as making sure you have the timing right. Making sure you know, um, you know who's going to talk and when. Which brings me to another point, which is in, uh, nothing to do with this uh, dry run, but like another best practice, and it's only going to help you set up. You want to set up a time for the end for Q and A. So build in like 10 minutes or so for, for questions. Hopefully you get some in case you don't have some plants. Yeah. Right. Like have a couple of clients that you like existing clients, even or people that you're already trying to work Um, that you have a good relationship with. Give them a question like a, a few days ahead of time. Like, yeah. Hey, if there's some dead air, would you mind <laughs> raising your hand and, and asking this question? Mm-hmm. A lot of times the first one is the hardest one to get. And once that, that forum is open, more yeah. people are more likely to want to engage. So have a couple plants plans the same way that like any good speaker does. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're just going to see. Otherwise, it's so awkward and uncomfortable. Like, it makes it, it. And So if you do this right
3: with this, with a tag team, you have, let's just say salesperson and, and company president or CEO. Mm-hmm. Have that salesperson be fielding questions in case they are coming in, but also they can plant like, yeah. you know, actually, Tim, one of the questions that I get all the time is. Exactly. What do you actually do in this situation? Absolutely. And That's they can have three advice. or four ready to go. Just open ended. And know there's the nothing is like dishonest or anything about that.
0: Just no. like don't do it in a sleazy You're way. Fa- you yeah. just facilitating conversation. Exactly.
2: Yeah.
3: Exactly.
0: Very good. Um, so I guess I don't think you have to spend like any real money on this production. Right. Other than your time.
3: No, it depends on the software. Like a lot of these have free trials. Exactly. Right. That's kind of what
0: I'm getting at is where you should go. I would we've, recommend we've
3: been using zoom and that seems to work great. If
0: it's you, great. if you Good wanted job. to yeah. put money behind it, I would say we covered it. PPC, get, get a couple ads out there. It's only going to help if it's not working in the first couple weeks, kill it and then yeah. <laughs> count your losses. Uh, if you're going to buy anything on the technical side, Maybe a nice mic, and it doesn't even have to be that nice. You can find them for fifty dollars on Amazon, and there'll be a USB mic you pop right into your computer. Um, it might give that illusion of a little more professionalness because they see the microphone in the yeah. shot and they know that you put some thought and care into this webinar. It's not but, your laptop. Yeah, microphone. it's not just, and, but at the same time, if but that's you all you that.
3: have, just do it. You know, I've given them multiple times with just my, yeah. my white headphones, you know, connected in for my yeah. phone. Just do like, just doing it. And
0: like, if you're making an excuse, like, Oh, Mike didn't come, I guess we're, we're going to cancel the webinar. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, just, just do it. So can I add another thing on that as far we. as canceling the webinar? Um, so we, we usually suggest four to six weeks of promotion of marketing. That's that's the ideal. We've done less if we have to, but that's kind of gives enough time to like create, create all the assets and sort of allow it to build up. Um, but people just human nature don't want to or aren't willing to schedule something like for especially work related for an hour of their time five weeks in advance. Yeah. They don't know what the schedule looks like. It's just, I don't know. It sounds good. But, and that's why you like, you tend to only see those big spike and increase in the week or so leading up to the date itself. Mm -hmm. What a lot of people do is get frustrated when there's no signups for the first three or four weeks of the campaign. There's very little and they're spending money on clicks if they're doing a paid ad or even if they're not, they're like, I don't want to host a webinar that no one comes to. Yeah and they and they just 2 weeks before the webinar they cancel it which is like those 2 weeks is when everyone it's signs biggest, up that's runs. such, such a big mistake we've yeah. seen it yeah, yeah. <laughs> the other piece is like uh, you've already done all this work even if no one shows up or signs up just do it. Do it in front of two people. Yeah, because totally. that's that's content. We go back to that. Mm-hmm. That's still a piece of premium content. that you, You're gonna wish that you no had. No one is gonna know a month from that now.
3: Because well, if you're using like a free thing, they they might not be able to hide the the members or like yeah. who's there. So that one you're kind of screwed on. But if you are using like we use Zoom webinars, no one sees the audience list. You don't yep. know if there's a thousand people there or if there's one person. You have no clue.
1: Yep. Well, then you still got the recording. And it's good practice, right? Like, oh, yeah, this is this is this is true for any public speaking, including in person. Running it in front of one person is is still good practice. You're still going to catch your your speaking mannerisms. You're going to catch things that need to be tweaked. You're going to catch, man, I should slow down. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's still good to do. It's still good to do. And definitely. Definitely don't give up and pull the plug two weeks before it happens because not <laughs> yeah, enough. That's I mean, a bad deal. No client's ever done that with a <laughs> webinar I was planning.
3: That is not true. Bum, not bum. true. It's <laughs> not true at all.
1: It's actually incredibly frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. And
3: you're obviously over it, so
0: <laughs>
1: I definitely um I definitely don't think about it. All the time.
0: Well, well, guys, is there anything else left on the table? I'm really excited about what we got out there for everyone to listen to. Lots of good points. This is going to be some good content, Larry. It's good, oh, yeah. I can't wait to
3: it's a Good pod. edit it. A couple announcements. So the Tritonware case study on our website. Check it out. HubSpot Award number two. We have our first magazine coming out. It should be published this week.
1: An actual Ooh, paper? Wow. actual
3: paper magazine
1: right. but john we're my an inbound parents-
3: agency we do digital
0: marketing
1: say what
2: <laughs> my I parents know. told me about
0: paper sounds that <laughs> pretty cool oh those
2: are what they have at uh, the
0: dentist office <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> no
3: i'm really excited about this we it's, have our first magazine idea. i'm super pumped about it my you, face is on the cover <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so it's basically just things about me i have a, a full spread in the middle. <laughs>
0: So. It's like a trifold of John <laughs>
3: trifold drawing on a chalkboard. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the tips and tricks for marketing sales. We have uh, a lot of topics we discuss on the podcast. Honestly, um, it's just a just a different medium to be. Our, in. Should we? Um,
0: we should call web like canopy a, journal. Yeah, we should do like a sign up for it if maybe people yeah. aren't already.
3: Yeah, in case they're interested, we've got about seven thousand people that are interested. It's going out to, but we need to uh yeah we need to put in case some people want to and yeah I'll, I'll add that to my sprint this week add it to your sprint that's right
1: and I, I imagine if you're listening to this webinar then you are at least kind of interested in what we have to say in the journal
3: yeah. by right? the time you hear this if you don't have the magazine it probably hasn't been sent yet
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right bye <laughs>